0: Shocker, what? a shocker. No wonder late night television in the year of our Lord 2024 is a huge embarrassing failure. Earlier this afternoon I'm browsing through my news feed looking for a story that captures my interest. Looking for another huge embarrassing failure that I could share with you guys. Thought about doing a video about college bowl game attendance and ratings. A lot of these bowl games they had more empty seats than straight night at club Shay, Shay. Speaking of club Shay, Shay though Congratulations to Shannon Sharp. I'm not going to lie to you. I have really been impressed with Shannon Sharp since his public divorce from Skip Bayless. This dude is becoming a giant in the media. His latest interview with Cat Williams has been viewed over 23 million times here on YouTube in the last three days. When Shannon Sharp appears on First Take, he delivers the largest audience of the week every week. His new channel with Chad Johnson, the man who failed Spanish class in high school, the man who thought 86 in Espanol was pronounced Ocho Cinco, his lack of fluency in Espanol aside, Ochacinta, Isace, and Shannon Sharp—they have an excellent channel here on YouTube. I'll admit, I will admit, I had my doubts about the grown man who calls himself Shay Shay. But good for Shannon Sharp. I'm happy for his success. Can't talk about him when it comes to huge embarrassing failures. But anyway, I thought about sharing the latest with Mark Jones, the worst broadcaster in the history of broadcasters. Mark Jones has once again embarrassed his woke welfare donators at ESPN. But I didn't want to talk again about Mark Jones. Mark Jones is boring, he's irrelevant. Mark Jones is so irrelevant, I don't even enjoy making fun of him anymore. But as I'm browsing, I come across a headline from MRC Newsbusters. This headline perfectly describes why late-night television is a huge embarrassing failure. Study shows that 81% of late-night jokes in 2023 mocked conservatives. Translation, 81% of late-night jokes mocked normal people. Just out of curiosity, I looked up the latest ratings in late-night television. Now, obviously, the reports did not include Greg Gutfeld. That would require the mainstream media to actually tell the truth. And as you guys know, the mainstream media, they are allergic to the truth. If Greg Gutfeld was included in late-night ratings, he would be the king of late-night. Instead, media outlets like Variety claim there are two kings in late-night. Uh, two kings? How can there be two kings? Have you ever seen a monarchy with two kings, two presidents of any country? Have you ever seen a company with two CEOs? Not to mention the fact that in order to have a real king in late night, you would have to have a real man hosting one of these dumps. Stephanie Colbert? Vomit. Jamie Fallon? Vomit. Jim Kimmel? (laughs) The same Jim Kimmel who had an emotional meltdown this past week on Twitter because the toxically masculine Aaron Rodgers made fun of him. Aaron Rodgers is a meanie! Real manly there, Jim. Even though Variety claims both Steph and Jim are number one in late night, there can only be one winner. There can only be one dump above all dumps. That's why it's called number One, uno, it means singular. If you remove Greg Gutfeld, Stephen Colbert is the number one dump in late night television, average of 1.9 million viewers. Coming in at a close second is the emotional Jim Kimmel, 1.7 million. Riding the bruised caboose is the soon-to-be-fired Jim Fallon, 1.3 million. Well, Casey, what about Seth Meyers? Sean Squires? Sean? My accountant? The super nerd who suffers through a severe case of OMB? Orange Man Bad. I didn't bother to look up Shawnee's ratings because no one cares. NBC, they would be better off filling that time slot with the expiring career of Wolf Blitzer. Woof, woof, woof. I'll give MRC Newsbusters, I will give them a lot of credit here. They did a lot of work. They went through almost 10 Thousand jokes and I struggle to even call them jokes jokes are meant to be funny And there's nothing funny about modern late-night television MRC they went through nearly 10,000 attempts at comedy to determine what normal people already knew late-night television sucks out of 9518 jokes 7729 were made about conservatives now take a guess Just take a wild guess as to who was the number one target of these jokes. Donald Trump. Almost 2,500 jokes made about a man who has not been in the White House in three years. The current resident of the White House, our fearless leader John Biden, the man who requires no assistance from Hollywood writers to be comedic. John Biden is so good, he writes his own jokes. Need a geezer to fall off a bicycle? Johnny Biden has you covered. Need someone to completely butcher the English language? Johnny B. Biden has you covered. With Hollywood writers on strike, you would think that these late-night hosts would rely on the comedic timing of John Biden. Out of 9,500 jokes, only 912 were about our fearless leader. Is it any wonder why no one is watching this garbage? Kamala Harris, another doofus politician who's got the ability to write her own jokes, hell, you don't even need a host for Cam Harris. All you gotta do is play video clips of one of her speeches and the audience. They will be laughing their ass off, or they'll be sleeping their ass off. Either way, it's a win-win. How many times was Cam Harris the target of late-night comedians in 2023? 34. 34? 34? 34? I realize that she has been hidden from all microphones and cameras to prevent further embarrassment. But you mean to tell me these assholes could only come up with 34 jokes for our pretend vice president? Huh. I wonder why. I wonder if they are afraid of being duly charged with mythical racism and mythical misogyny. Mike Spence, former vice president to Donald Trump and a complete embarrassment to every other man named Mike. Mike Spence was on the receiving end of 205 jokes. Now, just to be clear, they found a way to write 205 jokes about the most boring man in America. Yet with Cam Harris, they only managed to come up with 34. The Sultans of Sacrifice at MRC Newsbusters, they sacrificed their time to put together a compilation of some of the greatest jokes in late night. In the name of inclusion and perhaps pity, they included the Daily Show of Failure. Well, KC, what is the Daily Show of Failure? Well, it used to be called The Daily Show when it was hosted by Jon Stewart. He handed the Golden Goose, along with two, maybe three million viewers, to Travis Noah. Within four years, Travis had the audience of The Daily Show down to a cool 200,000 viewers. Hence the name, Daily Show A Failure. Newsbusters, they put together a compilation of what is considered to be late night comedy in 2023. Now, I'll give you a second here to put down your beverage. I'll give you a moment to prepare for laughter. Are you ready? Here we go, the greatest comedy of 2023 featuring Jamie Fallon, Stephanie Colbert, Jim Kimmel, and a rotating panel of huge embarrassing failures from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Roll the film. And look, I have a lot of respect for Mitt Romney, but trying to fight Donald Trump by teaming up with Ted Cruz is like trying to fight chlamydia by teaming up with AIDS. But as passionate as Republicans are, you got to give them credit. This case is being quarterbacked by a black district attorney. And not once have they called him the N-word. It's the queeriest holiday of all. Hey, Fox News alert, pretty much every Christmas character is gay. Well, well that's not true. Oh, oh, what is it isn't Jimmy! woke for the right is really just an umbrella term so that they don't have to say specifically that they're pieces of shit. Like, it feels cooler to say I'm not woke than the truth, which is I'm terrified of what I don't understand and I only know how to process that as anger because I can't look inward. He's an interesting person, this Steve Scalise. He was one of the biggest gun supporters in Congress but then in 2017, remember, he was shot and seriously wounded at a congressional baseball game by a man carrying a legally purchased assault rifle and when he recovered he came back to congress he knew that nothing like what happened to him should ever happen again so as his first act he introduced house resolution 2481 that required all baseball players to carry (laughs) ak-47s um what the fuck was that? Was that supposed to be late night comedy or was I watching CNN? Was that Caitlin Collins? Katie Rue, Katie Roo. Was that Caitlin Collins or Sarah the Silverman? Is it any wonder Why late-night television has lost half its audience in the last few years. This genre went from Jay Leno to some emotional doofus named Jim Kimmel. We went from David Letterman to Jamie Fallon. No wonder the broadcast networks are thinking about getting out of the business. This business sucks. And the business of late-night sucks because... The hosts are absolutely insufferable. Travis Noah, he left The Daily Show over a year ago. In that time, Comedy Central, they have went with a rotating panel of hosts. Over 12 months, and they still have not found a replacement. And it's not like they are replacing someone legendary. It's not like Comedy Central is replacing Jon Stewart, who is a legend in comedy. Comedy Central is trying to replace Travis Noah. Well, Casey, don't you mean Trevor Noah? No, I mean Travis, the dude with the only funny thing about him is the fact that he's got two first names and I don't care enough to remember either one of them. Why do you think it's taken Comedy Central this long to replace Trevor Noah? Maybe, just maybe, they can't find anyone good enough to host the show. Either that or no one is willing to host the show. The woke commandments have completely destroyed the business of comedy. Just think about it. Who are the biggest up and coming comedians right now? Who are the biggest comedians? Give me some comedians who are household names. And I'm not talking about legends, I'm not talking about the Chris Rocks, the Bill Burrs. I'm talking about the young up and coming comedians who have already made a name for themselves. Who are they? Stand-up comedy, it used to be big business in this country. What the hell happened to the industry? The same thing that happened to late night. You're only allowed to make fun of a specific group of people. I don't mind jokes about conservatives. I don't mind jokes about normal people. I don't mind jokes about myself. But after a while... When you're only making fun of one group, it gets old, it gets stale. There's only so many times you can hear jokes about Donald Trump before it stops being funny. And by the way, guess who made the most jokes about the Trumper? Just take a wild guess. (laughs) Jim Kimmel, the same Jim Kimmel who is threatening to sue Aaron Rodgers over making jokes. Of the 2,500 jokes made about the Trumper, Jim Kimmel He was responsible for almost 800 of them. These people have been exposed. The late night genre has been exposed. They formatted the genre to appeal to a small portion of the population. As a result, what used to be a profitable form of television is barely making any money. That's why CBS refused to replace James Corden. After they fired him, well, KC, James Corden quit. Yeah, sure. After they fired him, CBS, they refused to replace him. If I remember correctly, Chelsea, the coat handler, was begging for the job, but instead of guaranteed failure, CBS decided to replace James Corden with something called after midnight, lower production cost, probably far lower ratings, but higher profits. The answer to the problem in late night, it is not getting out of the business. The answer to the problem is replacing the host. Now, unfortunately, I just don't see it happening. But give me your thoughts on this. MRC Newsbusters, they release a study that shows 81% of jokes in late-night television made about conservatives. Anyone shocked by that? Do you think this is the reason that late-night is a huge embarrassing failure? And do you think the genre can be saved? Or is it already past the point of no return? Let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate your support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com, kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys tomorrow.